welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're covering our favorite team of dimension hopping exiles. The Web Exiles. Warriors. What? Web Warriors? No. The Exiles. Oh. oh. I haven't read that first issue of Web Warriors yet because someone oh, messed with our. Uh, someone had to mess with our system, Devin. Yeah. Well, it made sense. I was throwing down a bunch of the Spider titles, I believe, when I was making my thingy for the first time. Your thingy has brought shame to me. It's true. Yeah, uh, today we are dealing with issues 35 through 37 of Exiles Volume 1, titled Fantastic Voyage, which was written by Judd Winnick, and issues 35 through 37 were penciled by Clayton Henry, with inks by Mark Morales, and uh, issue 36 was uh, penciled by Mizuki Sakakibara, with inks by Wayne Foucher, and then Transparency Digital did the colors on both, with Dave Sharp on the letters. And Clayton Henry's pencils here were really, really good. Yeah, no, no, he, he, he does a good book. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I had forgotten how good these ones looked compared to uh, some of the earlier issues. I mean, Jim Calafior is sort of a good workhorse guy, but... Clayton Henry puts in some nice details and stuff. Yeah. And he's very good at illustrating people. And like even that cover right there, man, like magical is good on that cover. Yeah. Previously on Exiles, our team was spread across the multiverse by an evil version of Union Jack, who is a vampire and also a magician. And so two members of our team, Sasquatch and Morph, ended up finding Weapon X Wolverine. And we found out that Sasquatch had previously been married to Wolverine in her own universe. And Nocturne and Sunfire got sent back to the Legacy Vylock world where Sunfire was able to reignite her brief romance with Mary Jane Watson of that universe. You mean reignite her flame? Yeah, but for those of you who are just joining us, our team consists of Nocturne. Nocturne is the child of Nightcrawler and the Scarlet Witch. She has powers where she can possess people. Morph! You left him behind, soldier boy! In his own world, he was sort of a super scientist goofball. He has the ability to transform into anything, and the rules of those transformations are really, really inconsistent. And he's also best friends with Sunfire. Yep. Sunfire! She... I don't know what her real name is. Mariko Yoshida. Bam! Sunfires, Mariko Yoshida. You may know her if you saw the Wolverine movie. She typically is the one in Japan who has a romance with Wolverine. But instead, here, bam, fire powers. And also she's She's the the Sunfire of her universe. Yeah. And a lesbian. Mm -hmm. Love Mary Jane Watson. Sasquatch. Heather Hudson. Uh, She has the ability to turn into Sasquatch. Except her Sasquatch is white. Magic. Liliana, sister of Colossus. Basically, she controls the the realm of Limbo, and she can teleport there pretty much on a whim. 
and she has this really nice thing called the Soul Sword, which is a sword that is made of part of her soul, which she doesn't have part of because Angel stole it. Yeah, that wasn't really ever gone that was, into. That was dumb. Also, she is sort of garbage here most of the time. I don't know, she's good in those ones. Well, no, yeah, in these ones she was better, but for a while there, she was the person in your Dungeons & Dragons party who was like, constantly trying to steer the group forcefully. So, like the person I usually play as, yes. Probably. No, Silk is not going to follow you vampires. <laughs> I am going to continue to wait in line for the roller coaster. Sure, let's That's go with that. Yeah. Mimic. He was a old X-Men villain who has the power to copy the powers of up to five X-Men. Or, well, up to five mutants. Maybe not always mutants. It gets weird. So we get reunited with the team. Wait, you didn't finish explaining Mimic, Luke. And oh. he also is a whiny little teenage boy all the damn time. And he's the leader of the group. You know him well. He's finally back to kick some tail. His coconut gun, it fires in bursts if it shoots you. It's, it's gonna, gonna hurt. hurt. We are reunited with our team after they have finally been brought back to a place that really isn't a place right now by the time broker who's sort of their guy who gives, uh, what's-his-face, the captain from Star Trek Enterprise's missions in Quantum Leap. And he explains, oh yeah, uh, sorry it took so long to get some of you guys. Because, like, uh, Morph and Sasquatch were maybe there for, like, four hours. Nocturne and Sunfire were there for, like, six weeks. Magic was dropped into the ocean for, like, ten minutes. Yay! And Mimic was stuck fighting a brood-infested world for six months, so he comes back with a beard and he is ripped. So ripped. And also covered in scars. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, the Brood are basically xenomorphs, except they are able to talk, and they can pass the powers of the people who they have converted down to the children that they spawn if they are infested with a Brood Queen. That That's probably not going to be important later on. No. And Sasquatch is a bit worried, but before they can really do too much, they are teleported into the next mission where they are on the Fantastic Four's rocket ship before it passes into the cosmic field, with the Talus giving their mission, which is don't let anyone die. Unfortunately, Astronaut Jones did not make it through this space voyage. I don't get that reference. The Saturday Night Live character that Tracy Morgan does. Oh, I watched a lot more Mad TV when that was still an option. Yeah, I didn't like Mad TV. Yeah, uh, Magic, in one of her many examples of not being garbage, ends up using her magic to protect the exiles from radiation. Because they don't really want to get radiated even more. The ship starts to crack apart, and so by becoming even more horrifying, Morph ends up forming a safety shield around everyone in the ship, because, sure... As they end up landing, the Exiles are sort of geeking out because this whole Fantastic Four, like, getting their powers is the start of the new Marvel Age of Heroes. So, like, Sunfire helps Johnny Storm to off uh, flame on. Nocturne tells Sue that she should start off calling herself the Invisible Woman, which I really liked that part. Mm -hmm. And Morph sort of comments on how voyeuristic everything is. Reed turns out fine, but then Ben becomes an even larger and madder version of the thing, 
who immediately starts rampaging. The team tries to take him down, but it is not going well. Beats on them, good. Yeah, I do like how Magic waits until he starts to turn evil, or mad, to use the Soul Sword on him, making the comment that she always wanted to see if it would do anything to the thing. And it really doesn't. And then the thing rages into New York City. What? Well, it makes sense, because she does all the bad things, but at the same time, she just wants to actually complete the mission. And the mission specifically states, no one dies. And so Morph, since he's a smart dude, ends up getting teams split up. So he goes with Reed to get the smartest scientists who they can find, who are Tony Stark, Otto Octavius, and Hank Pym, who ends up not showing up for whatever reason. Yeah, I noticed that too. And they decide to work on a cure to try and fix the thing, and the rest of the exiles go to slow down the thing, with Sue and Johnny sort of working as uh, security and learning how to use their powers a bit more. Uh, Wendigo and Mimic come hard at the thing. Mimic does a one-man fastball special, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And they aren't really having any effect on the thing. The thing ends up tackling Wendigo into uh, the river where she's going to drown. Meanwhile, Sue, Magic, and Nocturne are working on evacuation. As Sunfire is sort of teaching Johnny how to not burn people while flying them away. Which was also fun. Yes. And back at uh, Stark Industries, Reed, Morph, Tony, and Otto Octavius have a device that's going to fix the thing. Hooray! Yeah. Or it's gonna kill him. Mm-hmm. And Mimic, meanwhile, goes in to try and save Wendigo, who's being drowned, and he's able to free her. But as soon as he surfaces back up, he's not in his Colossus Metal form. He ends up getting punched in the back. Like, back onto the land by the thing, which is pretty much going to kill him. Uh, but Reed he's has the... Healing factor. Yeah. But uh, Reed pulls out his uh, reversion cannon, and he's able to turn the thing back into the thing as we know him. But then Wendigo ends up finding Mimic on the beach, and as he's lying there, he asks her to kill him, because it turns out that he wasn't really on the brood for six months. He was on it for four years, and he's been implanted with an egg. And normally his healing factor has been... Uh, working to prevent the egg from hatching. And what ends up happening is because his healing factor is now so focused on healing him, the egg is starting to hatch, and he falls under the control of the brood. Level 2! Start! So the uh, Mimic Brood starts taking down the team, because as long as he continues to get hurt, the egg is going to be able to grow more and more. Yep. And the team is like trying to lay off him, but he is not making it easy. And Sasquatch realizes that he probably has a brood queen in him, which means that every brood that he is going to hatch would end up having all of the powers that he has, which includes the power to copy powers at half power. Yes. Ow, well, ow. This, is, this right here is where it gets a little complicated because... I guess because he has a brood, the uh, new brood queen specifically states that he, um, he can now steal more than just five of the powers. Well, that's because of the brood genetics, I think. Yeah, but he also seems to be able to steal powers now from non-mutants because he does steal Johnny's firepower. Yeah, and Reed's stretchiness. Yeah. 
And so the Exiles and the Fantastic Four are trying to keep Mimic Brood away from uh, anyone else and from being hurt, but the Exiles also learn then that he can absorb the extra powers. Meanwhile, Team Science is trying to find a way to stop Mimic enough that his healing factor can come back into play. And if needed, maybe destroy him. Uh, Sunfire charges in after Mimic, but he ends up like knocking down a building, so she goes to try and save a bunch of people who are under rubble, or well, under where the building is. So Sunfire charges in only for Mimic to knock down a building, knowing that she's going to waste her time trying to save it, and the people who are under it. And then the Sasquatch and the Thing go in to just try and beat the heck out of Mimic, but he is able to overpower the both of them. But luckily, Team Science shows up. Yeah. And uh, they have the cure, which... Nocturne... Tr- thing grabs Nocturne, fastball specials him into Mimic, and then the Thing stabs Mimic in the eye with the syringe. Yeah. And the healing factor is able to kill the brood inside of him. Unfortunately, Morph finds out that Sunfire died in the falling rubble, and basically calls Mimic a monster and says that he should have died. And then the new teammate shows up, and it's Blink! Yo, guys. I'm back. And Blink... Uh, Blink, for people who are newer to the podcast, was formerly a survivor from the Age of Apocalypse, and she can make portals and Blink stuff. Blink? Yeah. But mm-hmm. here's the real thing. Morph's mad at Mimic. Really, he should be mad at Sasquatch. Why is that? Because Mimic flat out told her to kill him, and she didn't. He was like, there's a brood inside me. Please, God, kill me. Well, I don't think he had made that clear enough at first. He did. He specifically stated, there is a brood inside of me. Really, I, I think it goes more against Mimic's nature to have not killed himself when he had the egg inside of him, or at least not done anything proactive than it is... Well, technically, he should be mad at the Time Broker, because it's like, the Time Broker should have, like, pulled him aside and been like, hey, you got this evil egg inside of you, let's go and get that egg out of you. Or he should have also brought it up at an earlier time. Yeah, a lot of people just messed up here. Yeah, next time, we're going to be... chopped out that uh, egg with the Mimic Sword... Magic sword. And now magic performs surgery. Yeah, now it is time for Trials of the Multiverse, and we have three different universes to add on here. So are you ready, Devin? Let's do it. So first thing we have is Earth 312, which is the universe where the thing went berserk. And I I liked how the Exiles got to geek out over this universe and how... I think things could turn out differently for Tony, Reed, and Otto Octavius. Especially Otto. Yeah. Maybe he won't be evil. So, I mean, I want to say at least top half, and our current dividing line is Racket Raccoon. It's better than Racket Raccoon. Okay. Well, then our top quarter dividing line is the alternate Fantastic Four powers. I like it better than that one. Okay. Well, then, uh... Is it better than the original Marvel bullpen is the Fantastic Four? No. Yeah, I don't think it's that good. Uh, right under that is Ghost Rider Had Possessed a Skater, and I like that one more. Same. 
Uh, is it better than Howard the Duck formed his own super team? Yeah. Okay. So our new number 41 is our 312. And then up next we have the Brood reality, where the Brood had taken over all of the Earth. And that is where Mimic was implanted with a Brood Queen egg. So, Brood reality. I know neither of us are really big fans of uh, Mimic. So, do we rank it high because he got implanted with an egg, or do we rank it low because... Because he didn't die. Yeah. Let's rank it low. He didn't die. Okay, uh, so... Is it going to be lower than uh, Racket Raccoon? No. Okay. Put it right around there. Well, right around Racket Raccoon. Uh, is it better than the Ultron New Fantastic Four? Yes. Uh, is it better than Dazzler had decided to become a lawyer? Because I like that one. Yeah, no. You can put it below that. In between. Okay. So our new number 99 is Earth 2942. Brood took over the Earth. Up next, we have the home planet of Mariko Yashida. Because she ended up dying in this episode, so we might as well put her on. Earth 2109. And this is one we're ranking it more on how we liked Mariko instead of what we know about the universe, which is mostly her parents were not approving of her being a lesbian. Well, at least the race of the Japanese didn't get extinct in that universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the Japanese species. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, top half or bottom half? Um, top half. Okay, top quarter or second quarter? Uh, second quarter, but high second quarter. Okay, is it better than when Magic left those Morlock kids in limbo? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, well, no. right, well, right above that is Gotham by Gaslight, and right under it is the alternate Fantastic Four powers. It's better than alternate Fantastic Four powers. Uh... I do like our fan theory for Magic leaving the Morlock kids in limbo, but just because we do sort of like Sunfire... She gave them a fighting shot! Uh, I think we should put Sunfire right above uh, Magic left the Morlock kids in limbo. Fine. Okay. Earth 2109. And then our last universe is a mystery unnumbered Earth where it was... Some place that magic was dropped into the ocean for ten minutes. Top half? Top half. Top quarter? <laughs> I don't know if it's top quarter. Is it better than Sasquatch's home universe? Yes. Is it better than Justice League, The Nail, and Another Nail? Yeah. Is it better than X-Men, The Animated Series? No. Okay. So our new number 26 is Earth, question mark, magic, went... Into the ocean for ten minutes. So but next, how she makes that such a big deal. It's like you know that you could have just yeah ordered out of there. What if she had just accidentally dropped her uh, soul sword? Uh, that's true. See, there's my thing. I kept trying to figure out she could just make another one, as it's proven she doesn't care. It seems. Yeah. After, what I loved was it was more of I couldn't understand from the phrasing what she meant by she was dropped into the ocean for ten minutes. Like, I can tell she was, like, continuously falling towards the ocean for ten minutes. Well, I... Or I, she, would like, fell into the ocean and then magically poofed back up and fell into it again. 
these like things. Some of those la- the latter of the two are what was happening. And my detour consists. Well, her exact line is, "My detour consisted of dropping into the ocean for ten for in the middle of the ocean for about ten minutes." How about you guys? So. Maybe she was just, like, in the middle of nowhere, she dropped her sword and couldn't really find a way out, but she's, like, just got a stockpile of orphan soul swords that, uh, she's made. Yeah, for those more like us. Yeah, or from, uh, Black Panther's son, who she pushed off that tower. Yeah. Or any of our other magic is yeah, horrible fan theories. We may have had it coming, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Haggard. Uh, Okay, so next time on the Exiles, we're going to be visiting our good friends, Weapon X, and all of that setup that I've been working on for uh, Squadron Supreme and Squadron Sinister will finally pay off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully. And then what are we covering next week, Devin? Because it's your pick and you've kept it secret from me. It's true, we'll be doing the Secret Wars 25 years later. Cool. Well, uh, Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast, though we sometimes do do bonus episodes. And if you enjoy our podcast, we want to hear from you. But we don't want to just hear from you for free. We are going to be doing a contest. You see, previously we have done two other contests, and we have had zero people enter the Contest. Two contests? Yeah. What was our second contest? It was the one where I offered up the uh, Mutant X collection that I have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, previously we have done two contests, and you are going to have the option to win one of three amazing prizes. Because we're going to do it raffle style, so as soon as you do your things that you need to do, your name goes into the raffle, so if only three people enter... Each of you gets a prize, and if not enough of you enter, I'm keeping at least one of the prizes. Our prizes are a hardcover copy of Identity Wars, which was the Spider-Man, Deadpool, and Hulk crossover event that we covered way back in Episode 2. Our second prize is a complete run of Mutant X, plus... The complete run of the comic series based on the TV show Mutant X, which has nothing to do with the comic series Mutant X. It just came with the collection that I bought. And then the last brand new prize is a sketch cover for Contest of Champions number one by a friend of the show, Kyle Latino. And I'm going to have an image of it up in the image gallery. Now, Devin, do you know how we're, what you have to do to get these prizes? Well... Probably rate us on iTunes. Yes. Or leave us a review. Well, l- rating us and leaving us a review is sort of the same thing. But what we are looking for is you leave us a rating on iTunes, take a screenshot of that, and send it to multiversalq at gmail.com along with your name and. We want you to also submit a universe to us to put onto the Trials of the Multiverse. It can be completely made up, but it does not have to be. And, uh, yeah, that's what you got to do to win one of those three prizes, which is easy enough. It's like four minutes, 
tops. Yep. Maybe 10 if your computer is being crappy. Exactly. Because ratings help more people find the show, and, you know, it's nice to get your feedback on what you think about the show, what we can fix. Stars, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, Also, good news is I'm going to be starting to update some of the older episodes with better audio whenever I can, because I increased the amount of monthly space that we have for the podcast. What? What? Yeah. For stuff about Multiversal Q, including our image gallery, you can visit our website at multiversalq.com, where where we are going to have the entire contest rules. Uh, That's also where we have image galleries. Other ways that you can contact us are Trials of the Multiverse list and our brand new New Reader Guide. We also normally have links to other old episodes that we reference and other podcasts where you can find out more useful things like if you wanted to know more about the Brood and their original appearances or, you know, other stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, Multiverse Q is also on iTunes, Libsyn, Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter. You can find me also on the Stuff Podcast. And I am on Twitter at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And I'm going to be at the upcoming Buckeye Comic Con the Sunday after Thanksgiving here in Columbus, Ohio. And where can people find you, Devin? You can find me on the Twitters at, at FredOfet, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Cool. Well, we will see you next week as we commemorate 25 years of Secret Wars having passed, I guess. Yes. Peace. Yes. Do 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 do